You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey everyone, I'm Katherine Griffiths, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. Today, Stefania and I are discussing a topic that many of us may be experiencing right now, and that is burnout. When we looked at the research around this topic, it was super eye-opening and alarming and made us take a step back to notice the signs when we might be experiencing burnout too. So what we're discussing in this episode is talking specifically around some of the research around burnout and how it's at an all-time high right now and why that is. Stefania and I share some of the signs on how we know when we're about to burn out or already at that point, and then some other signs to help identify when this is happening as well. There's some really interesting research around how women deal with burnout versus men that we'll talk through. And then we share some tips and strategies on how to move out of the burnout state and how you'll know when you've turned it around. So this is a great episode. It's a topic that is very relevant right now. And we'd love to hear your stories as well on how you're feeling, how burnout is affecting you and any tips that you can share with the community as well. So let's get into it. So let's get right into talking about what's happening with burnout right now. Kat, the stats coming out and the research coming out on burnout has been incredible. Yes. Talk about what we've been seeing. Yeah, it's been so alarming and it also makes a lot of sense, but it's just like the numbers are are very alarming. So some of the research that we've found is that 70% of women are experiencing burnout right now and men are not far behind at 58%. So that's huge. And I think burnout is also really affecting women more so than men. And we'll get into a little bit of why that is as well. But the stat that really stuck out to me is that one in four women are considering actually leaving the workforce altogether. And this is especially true for senior level women too. So that's pretty huge. And if one in four women leave the workforce, then we're going to have a really big problem with even like on a societal level with GDP and all of these things. So it's a really big problem right now. 
Yeah, it's huge. When I saw these numbers, I didn't believe it. But then when you look at the research, this was done by a really reputable researcher. It was um, backed by leanin.org. Like this is happening. One in four women are considering leaving the workforce right now. Qualitatively, there's also a lot of interesting stuff happening where we're seeing people talk about hitting a wall of burnout. So all over Instagram, social media, everyone's been talking about this. One woman said it really well. She said the natural response to profound overwhelm is the freeze response. So a lot of people, especially women, are caught between this mound of so much responsibility and things to do, but then also feeling paralyzed. So I looked into this a little bit more and through Harvard Business Review, a psychiatrist, Dr. Marie Asberg, described this hitting the wall phenomenon from a kind of medical scientific standpoint and said that for women at work, for people at work, that hitting the wall is where some additional burden is placed on someone at work and they experience a mental break. So this can happen over a long period of time. So an employee can experience a lot of ebbs and flows in their stress and then suddenly go off a cliff. That stressor that drove them off the cliff doesn't need to be different than any of the other stressors. It's just the final blow. It's sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back. So I think that's a really powerful visual to place with this experience that a lot of people are feeling right now. Yeah. And even when I talk to women as well, working women in the corporate world, how like there's so many more highs and lows like it's than ever before when we were before the pandemic, when we were going into the office every day, like it's just so much more. So I think that that research really backs up that stat where it's just like lots of highs and lows, the straw that breaks the camel's back and not knowing what to do with this level of stress and burnout. Yeah, it truly is an urgent issue. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how we know we're burnt out. We'll sh- share some of the kind of scientific and expert guidance on how we know we're burnt out, but we thought we could share a couple of stories on our experiences of burnout too. Kat, do you want to start? So I was thinking about this and I think for me, when I know that I'm experiencing burnout, I feel like I have a really hard time making decisions and coming up with ideas and just moving forward with work. It feels my brain and my head feel really cloudy. And I know that I have to step away because it's not good for anyone for me to be in that state where I'm just not able to make decisions. So that's when I know that it's time for me to just take a step back, even if it's just like for a couple of hours and just get away from technology and just be with my own thoughts. And then I come back to it and I feel a lot better. But that's the number one thing for me. Yeah. For me, and this kind of happened to me a little bit recently, but I I definitely used to happen a lot when I was younger. When I feel burnt out, I reach this point of not being able to do the things that I need to do and feeling like the only way to muscle through, to claw my way through is with some kind of stimulant. So whether that's like going way overboard with coffee or back in the day, like taking Adderall so that I could finish something. When I get to that point where I feel like the only way I can do what I need to do is by grabbing on to stimulants and taking in a lot of stimulants, that's now a huge kind of red flag and sign for me, like, whoa, you need to take a step back if if that's the way that you're feeling that that's what you need in order to do what you need to do. And that's interesting because it's also going back to that mentality of like, you have to keep producing and you have to keep, if you're not being productive, if you're not continuously going, and that's what causes the 
burnout ultimately. It's just that mentality of which we're all programmed to and it's where we get from societal cues and all of that. But like, that's just that constant need to keep going. Otherwise, well, I'm not being productive then if I take a step back. Yeah, definitely. Where I won't get everything done. Yeah. One researcher that I've been following, Mandy O'Neill, she described the signs, one of the early signs that you can look for to understand if you're having burnout is that you're not feeling your full breath of emotions. So if you're like, okay, am I burnt out? You can ask yourself, am I feeling my full breath of emotions? Am I feeling compassion? Am I feeling empathy? Am I feeling joy? Essentially all the emotions that are associated with connecting to other people, you're going to feel a flatness on those emotions if you're burnt out. Yeah. I've definitely felt that before. Because I feel like I just shut down if I'm burnt out. So you don't feel any emotions really, except for just like processing what might be going on. Yeah. So there's some other kind of smaller symptoms too, Kat. Do you want to talk about what those are? Yeah. So some of the other ones are being really exhausted all the time, but you may feel exhausted during the day, but then not able to sleep at night because you're not burning the right amount of energy or you're not feeling fulfilled during the day. So that is one of the symptoms. And that can also cause that lack of motivation where you feel like, oh, like I don't want to keep pushing or I'm having a hard time motivating myself and taking initiative. And there's also just this increased, and this is also another, these are signs that maybe this is happening. It's that increased frustration, negative thoughts are just speaking out negatively and having, I've talked about this one already, but having a difficult time making decisions, the brain feels kind of cloudy. Yeah. So I want to talk about women versus men a little bit because we're definitely more focused on women, but I thought it was interesting looking at the difference between the woman's experience and the man's experience. So burnout is experienced internally in very similar ways between men and women, but it can be more prominent and it is more prominent for women right now. But for those who are experiencing it, they're experiencing similar things, whether you're a man or, or a woman. What's actually tougher for men the men that are experiencing it, is this kind of societal conditioning and kind of historical acceptance around a man's expressing of their emotions. So emotions associated with burnout are negative emotions. And men in general, from a societal and historical perspective, it's less accepted for them to be expressing those emotions. But then the experience just compounds for them. So while men tend to suppress their emotions more than women, the worst thing you can do with negative emotions is to suppress them. So when you suppress those emotions, they show up in different parts of your life. So this is happening more for men, but for the women who are doing it too, if we're suppressing the negative emotions associated with burnout, it's kind of like that game from childhood where you would push one thing down and it would pop up in another part of the board. That's exactly what's happening. So you're pushing it down in work and then it's showing up in family life vice versa. A lot of that's happening right now too. And women are just taking on more. One piece of research that I found really interesting that was done prior to COVID, but is really related to what's happening now with women considering leaving the workforce was a study done by Charles O'Reilly from Stanford University. They studied a group of Berkeley MBA students from the late 80s up into the 2000s. So it was a very long study over a long period of time. And essentially, they looked at these women who were set up for success and successful careers, and they set up a 
model to predict who would be most successful. And the different kind of factors were what kind of career were they entering into? What are their personality traits? What are some of the other factors? And at the beginning, their model was spot on. So those that they predicted would be most successful would have the highest earning potential did. These women, they were rock stars shooting up in their career. They were doing really well. But then once they continued that study after the first few years into the years following, those women who were performing their best and most successful were the ones who were most likely to drop out of the workforce altogether. And then it was tied back to burnout. So for these women, the option of just opting out altogether was more attractive to them. And I think that that is really eye-opening and we can look at to that as a learning and a watch out for what's happening right now. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And it's, it is very similar to what's happening right now because the research is saying that it's more, even more so for senior women who are wanting to just drop out of the workforce altogether because it's being, it's just becoming too much. And I think that the piece of research on men is interesting as well and something that women can look out for as well. I think sometimes it can be really difficult to ask for help or to even process what emotions am I feeling? Because for many, this may these may be new things on this scale that are coming up. So what am I even experiencing and what type of help can I ask for? So I think that's definitely more so for men, but also women too. And just like knowing what is going on, knowing what types of help to ask for and not being afraid to talk about it. Yeah. So some of the other things we're going to talk in a minute about what can we actually do about this? Like what are some of the solutions to dealing with burnout? But I think that in order to properly frame the solutions, we have to talk about what's happening right now that's exacerbating burnout with the dynamics that are happening in this pandemic. So there's a few things happening that are the biggest contributors. So number one, and we're talking about working women and we're talking about work, lack of meaningful social or human interaction at work and beyond is a big factor. So what's underlying here, according to the research, is not just the idea of, okay, we're not in person, so we're not having social interactions, but it's the lack of those deep bonds that we create with some of our coworkers in person, the nonverbal stuff, the stuff that happens in the margins of the work that really have an impact on our experience. So that lack of like deep connection with our coworkers that tends to happen more in person contributes to burnout because we don't have that outlet of relief. Yeah. And there's another whole piece of that with research around Zoom fatigue and what that can do. Because if you're, when you're interacting on a Zoom call, it takes so much more energy to read social cues and you're a little bit more self-conscious because you're trying to read the room and you're thinking, well, oh, like there's a big pause. Does that mean I said the wrong thing? So there's all this research around that as well and how that impacts our anxiety and our mental health as it relates to like lack of those meaningful human connections. Yeah. Another piece that's a big factor here is called sense of accomplishment distortion. So our sense of accomplishment really drives our fulfillment and can have an effect on our level of burnout. So if we're working really hard and we're working a lot, but we feel really accomplished and that we've had big wins, that can counter the feeling of burnout. But depending on the type of work you do, especially if you're remote, 
your wins might be celebrated or recognized differently right now. So this is true, especially with remote work, or even if they're not really recognized differently, it might just feel differently because you're not with all of your coworkers or in that same kind of environment, or even because of the state of the world. So that can really have a big impact. And thinking about how you pull out your sense of accomplishment and how you recognize your sense of accomplishment is is an important one here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, a big one is just women in particular managing more, especially if you have kids at home while working. I have so much respect for parents who are doing this, working at home with their kids. It's really, I mean, and it's been going on for a long time now. I mean, we've been in this pandemic and situation for over a year. So that is definitely causing a lot of burnout, spreading ourselves too thin, and also parents just feeling shame regardless of what they choose to do with their kids. There was a, a lot of people were sharing this last week, an interview on NPR covering how working moms are really feeling forgotten in society right now. And so one of the things that came out of that was how a big contributor is that working parents, especially moms, are feeling a lot of shame right now because no matter what they're deciding to do with their children, whether they're saying, I'm going to send my kid to school, I'm not going to send my kid to school, I'm going to do a pod, I'm not going to... Whatever the decision is, they're feeling guilt about whether or not it was the right one. And that really, that kind of guilt really weighs on someone and really can impact your own work, both in and out of the home and and the way that you feel about it and contribute to burnout. So let's get into the where I think this gets most hopeful and helpful, which is what can we do about this? What are some of the ways to relieve our burnout right now? So mm-hmm. I'll start and then I want to get your thoughts, Kat. I've been thinking about this a lot also in the context of those kind of what's happening right now points that we just talked about. So talked about how important your relationships at work can be and how important that is to your level of fulfillment and how it impacts your level of burnout in the direction that you'd want it to go. So the first thing you can do is work on cultivating meaningful relationships with your coworkers, especially if you're remote. Give them a call outside of the Zoom calls you're doing with them all day, outside of the meetings. Give them a call. If they're near you, maybe go for a safe walk with them. Having what's called an emotional culture of companionship, according to this research, really, really helps where you feel like I don't just have, you know, a good dynamic with my coworkers, but I have a couple of coworker pals who my companions at work really support me and I have a deep relationship with them. That can really, really help. For me, something that I've been doing recently is being proactive about talking to different people during the day. So even if it's, you know, just getting outside of my network a little bit and talking to people, because I find that I get a lot of inspiration from other people. So if I'm always talking to similar people because we're working remote and it's not in person, I think that has really helped me to just get that inspiration going and a little bit more motivation is just getting different people in my day. Yeah, definitely. So one of the other big contributors to burnout is this feeling that... So it's interesting. So burnout doesn't necessarily come from working long hours. 
burnout comes from all of these other things that we've been talking about. So long hours doesn't necessarily equate to burnout, but what does equate to burnout when you are working long hours is feeling like those hours are taking you away from something else that you want to be doing for yourself and that you're sacrificing and giving up. A lot of times this can be something having to do with our own wellness, like working out or having time to, you know, do some kind of self-care practice. So one thing that can really help is do one thing for you before you start your workday. So do this first thing in the morning, whether it's a meditation for five minutes or whether you're getting up a little bit earlier to do your workout or you're just time blocking that. Do that thing for you first thing in the morning because it will set you up better no matter how your day goes or how late you end up working because you've already done that thing for you and and taking care of yourself before the day starts. Yeah. I have my non-negotiables. Like I have to do this or something for myself before the workday starts. Yeah. This other piece is really interesting and I really like this. So there's been some research done by Dr. Jerry Pulio and, and some others as well corroborate this, that belly laughter helps to relieve burnout. So Belly laughs at work are a great indicator of the strengths of the relationships that you have, but it's also a great physical release to recenter and reorient toward joy. So this next tool that I'll share is orient toward belly laughter. So follow that through line of what's making you joyful, what's making you laugh. Maybe it's not something at work. Maybe it's watching something quick in the middle of the day that really makes you laugh. But if you can get yourself to have a really deep belly laugh, it's going to counter your burnout in a big way. I'll share something that I do sometimes. So I feel like a lot of times like in wellness and our career journey, like we kind of vilify watching shows or watching TV or watching clips of things. But this is actually something that I do to alleviate burnout. So when I've like had a difficult day or just like a really busy day or I'm frustrated or stuck on something, like I will just watch a funny thing on YouTube for five or 10 minutes and it totally changes my mood and resets me. I originally heard about this from Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, who we talked about on the podcast before, that he prescribes this to patients who are dealing with mental health stuff. And it really works and makes sense. My go-to has been watching the Conan O'Brien remotes. <laughs> They're really funny and really short and they are kind of just like a little bit of laughter medicine that I'll inject when I'm feeling burnt out. Yeah, I love comedy when I'm feeling burnt out. I actually watched Trainwreck the other day again and I laugh out loud, especially in the beginning of that. It's just so funny. The last piece I'll share and then I want to hear yours, Kat, is gratitude. So practicing gratitude. We've talked about this in other contexts, but gratitude is research-backed to help as a source of emotional regulation. So by reframing when you're really frustrated or burnt out, what you're grateful for in this situation, you can help transmute those negative emotions into gratitude and into the reframe. So sometimes that can look like, I'm so frustrated or burnt out. What are the things in this situation that I'm grateful for? What is this affording me? Or what does this mean in the bigger picture? This can rewire the way that your brain is communicating and have a big impact. 
Yeah, I actually started doing this with Steve, my husband. Every day as we're eating dinner, we say three things that we're grateful for. And I think just hearing it and sharing it really makes a big difference. And also like if I pop up in one of his, like it makes me feel good because I'm like, oh, wow, like you noticed that or you appreciated that. So if you can do it with somebody else, it really makes a big difference in your relationships too. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the first thing I would say is first and foremost, just recognizing and accept that you're feeling a little burnt out. I think for me, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can push through. Everything's fine. But really it's not in that moment. So just accept it. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling a little burnt out right now. It's not that big of a deal. I could use some help or I need to take a break. And that's what I need right now. So that has been like a big exercise for me this year is just recognizing what my emotions are and what I can do to help. So something that really, really helps me is just taking a step back. And this could be on over a weekend, taking a day and do something that I really love doing, you know, and connecting with people in person if I can, and just do everything I can to get off the screen, like not spending the whole day just scrolling on social media because I'm not working, like doing something without it. And it really helps me and does wonders. And I notice when I come back to my work, I feel so much lighter. I feel like I have a clear mind. I have fresh ideas. It's such a difference. So even if it's just a few hours, if you can't take a full day or you don't want to disconnect for that long, it really helps me. Yeah. And then I would say boundaries, like setting boundaries with the people in your life, especially if the burnout is coming from work and maybe it's certain coworkers, just know, okay, I don't actually have the space to deal with another issue right now or anything that a challenge that's coming up. I don't have the space for this. Or maybe you're in the middle of a project and you're working on something and somebody is calling you or messaging you and it is causing distraction, like just turn it off. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to be available 24-7 because what happens is if you're burnt out and you're putting out that energy into the world is actually worse than if you just didn't respond or waited a little while to get back to that person or get back to that thing. So I like to think of it as like starting small. So evaluating like if there are any meetings that you can skip this week, these are very tactical things, but turning off your chat. So I know like with work chats, especially when I was in a corporate environment, it used to be like constant, like a million chats going off and it would really distract me. So I would just turn it off for an hour. I know you might not be able to do that, but if you can for a little while while you're working on something, that always helped me. And then just not answering the phone if you're not in a space to talk or you want to continue working yourself. So I think for this one, just asking yourself, where can you set better boundaries and where is that kind of feeling of resentment, frustration, or feeling of annoyed coming from in some of those things? So if something's triggering you a lot, then you probably need to set a boundary there. Yeah, I like that idea of asking yourself, like, where is this coming from? And just like getting that answer from yourself. And I think that one of the things we forget sometimes is like when we're getting a lot of asks from our coworkers or our boss, like we do have the ability to say like, hey, here's what I'm prioritizing right now. I can get this to you on Wednesday. Does that Mm -hmm. work? 
And sometimes it's fine. Like sometimes we just think we need to be immediately doing everything and trying to take everything on, but you are the owner of your own time and you can have those conversations and always remember that it makes sense to have those conversations around aligning with your stakeholders on what the priorities are, if you need to shift the priorities, and then when you can ideally get something done of value and of quality and and have that be a two-way conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when this pandemic first started and people were working from home, it was that feeling of needing to be available 24-7 because, oh, I'm working from home. Like I have to show that I'm working the whole time. And, And I think there was a lot of perception around that. But it causes so much, like so many boundary issues if you're just kind of available all the time. So definitely making sure you're communicating the owner of your own time. It's not good for anyone if you're spreading yourself too thin and trying to operate. Yeah. Okay. So those are our seven steps, seven pieces of guidance for helping to relieve your burnout. They're starting points, but they can have a really big impact and they're backed by a lot of research and a lot of what's happening right now. Before we close out this conversation, I think it's important to also acknowledge and have an awareness with yourself around how do you know if you've turned it around? So the flip side of burnout is engagement. So when you start to get engaged again, when you start feeling engaged again, that's a sign that your burnout is going down. So you start feeling engaged, you start feeling that breath of emotions that maybe left is starting to come back again. So you're starting to feel your compassion. You're starting to feel any physical symptoms, like any kind of illness or frustration to those around you decrease. So remember that the flip side of burnout is engagement. And so once you start seeing that come back, you're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.